This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Hello and welcome to Koality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. And I'm Anthony Nicolosi. And we're here today moving on to a new topic. We covered FPSs last time. Maybe we'll do some more genre podcasts like that at some point. I really like those. Those are fun. Just going over a genre. I have to play different kinds of games Yeah, Anthony needs to play more than just (laughs) FPSs for us to do that, but maybe he will someday. But Metroidvania? I could do that. Hell yeah. That would be good. There's a ton that I want you to play anyway. So this week, we're going to be talking about an interesting game design topic uh and that topic is triangularity anthony yep i love you it tell the I, people what that is well one more time for those in back jesse shell is awesome uh jesse shell is the author of the art of game design a book of lenses a book that heavily inspires a lot of the topics on the podcast including this one triangularity and i think all you need to say about it to sum up it's when games Put the player in a position where you have a high-risk, high-reward option and a low-risk, low-reward option, and that generally it's a great way to spice things up in the game, right? Yeah, it's a good example. A a quick, easy, easy, easy example of it would be something like the final Smash Ball in Super Smash Bros. I think that's a common one that people would understand. Basically, right? The Smash Ball's moving all around. You either continue fighting your opponent, trying to get him, or you can go for that Smash Ball, and if you get it, then you get your final Smash, and it's a really powerful attack. Also, with the yep. introduction of the fake Smash Ball in new Smash Bros, that makes it even more triangular. That's true. That's true. It may, it put an additional spice, you may say. Some ancho mm-hmm. chili on that thing. Oh, I love me some ancho chili. Um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so what do you, do you have a quote for triangularity for us from you our know, boy Jesse that we can I inspire could, us? Or? I, I probably could in a sec here, but the, uh, yes, that, the example of the Super Smash, it, what's it called? The Final Smash Ball? Is the that what it's called? Final Smash Ball, yeah. You know, that's a great example, like you said, because a lot of people understand it. You, you take the risk of exposing yourself generally, right? Because that thing like floats around and stuff. Um, you expose yourself in battle to potentially get that power up. Right. And you know, for some characters, it's a better power up than others. Right. True. Like, unfortunately, um, poor Mr. Game and watch. I was just going to say, I love Mr. Game and watch. This <laughs> is objectively one of the worst in the game. Only behind, only not the worst because Jigglypuffs is the worst. Why? Because you can't control it. Is that it just true? doesn't do shit. Yeah, it's bad. The big like, ass squid? Yeah, Zelda's literally just kills people. Like, you don't have to do anything. It sucks people in. It kills them if they're over 100%. They're just dead instantly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of the other ones, like, require some amount of proximity towards other characters to, like, initiate or whatever. But that's a situation that adds attention, that adds some excitement to the battle. Um, yeah, our boy Link's Potter 
live on Twitch, giving us another great example of triangularity that I actually hadn't thought of. Battle Royale drop areas. Specifically, he mentioned Tilted Towers versus Lonely Lodge in Fortnite. This is like a huge theme of triangularity, right? You drop in the hot area where there's better loot, high risk, high reward, or you drop in the low chill area where you can get some mediocre loot, but then you're you're not at risk of dying. That's a great example of triangularity. Yeah, an- another one... Um that we have a lot of Rocket League guys today. It was a big Rocket League day. Rockawalla number 10 dropping. Big video. Wherever you're listening, you should go check it out. It's a like, hi- highlight reel of all of the Rockawallas so far. Check it anyway, out on our YouTube, Kale Koala. On our YouTube, on our yeah. Instagram TV. Instagram. Yeah. Gosh. Kale Instagram Koala TV. E-N-T. Anyway. Um, I think the f- boost, boost management and boost uh mind games that boost meta game that goes into play during games adds a a a bunch of dynamic triangularity um outside of other things but um like you know you have those plays where you could rotate back and get boost or you can kind of stay in the play with low boost and potentially give yourself an opportunity to capitalize on the play that's unfolding um those kinds Rocket League's full of moments like that, but that's an example where uh, it really spices things up a bit. And and I think some of the better players understand when to go for that reward, etc., more than others. Sure, yeah. I think some of the like decisions about going for aerials and going for specific balls add some triangularity in Rocket League too. Generally, in like team-based multiplayer games, I can see. Um, triangularity being a big thing as well just in general with like how you play with your team whether you go like lone wolf to try and get some kills or something or if you're with your team right there's some triangularity there to that kind of strategy but i don't know i think that's a little less exciting of an example than some of the things i have in mind so um are what what do you what are you thinking what are you envisioning do you want to just go over some more examples and talk about how triangularity works there or do you have some specific topics you want to go over yeah no i think we can we can do that i i mean the uh the the one that I was also had in mind to round out Super Smash Rocket League easy examples is like the moment to moment. I think it's one of the reasons why I like the Halo gameplay more so than other fast time to kill shooters, um, because the introduction of shields um, gives you more of these similar to Rocket League like dynamic moments. I feel in the gunplay. Interesting. Like We're in about to disagree gunplay. thoroughly on this one, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have um, decisions to make in regards to do you push with the teammate for this kill? It depends. Uh, like you're risking the fact that you might not know where that other player on the other team is at that in that position. But like, do you do that push? Do you cycle back and keep ba- keep the get your shields back up and make sure you don't die? Like. Um, but this same the, thing exists in fast time to kill games too, but even more. The risk reward differential is even higher because not only are you like making that exact same decision, but you're making it and you're probably just going to die instantly if you fuck it up and then like yeah, like the tension is even higher, I would say. Yeah, but the difference is that you can fight with it. Like it's not it's not definitive in a sense is like uh, the reason why I like it more because like I can go in with low shields, but I can out juke that guy. Like, right. And you can do that in Valorant too, right? You can pre-fire them. You can jump peak to like peak in a different way than they expect. You can use your abilities, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think it's very, very similar. I, I feel like if you could, if you played a fast time to kill shooter and like got, took enough time to get like good at it, you would probably like it a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the I shooters I, I, the Halo boy. I, the shooters I've spent time with, I didn't super enjoy. But 
Like which, if I don't enjoy it enough to yours? put time, if I have to put time in to enjoy it in the first place, I don't like it. If that makes that, sense, that's it's fair. Like, and and fast time to kill shears are very punishing. So if you like. I could see how someone who's not like immediately good at it, not saying that you wouldn't be, but someone who is, who just dies a lot, like we talked about in previous podcasts, would just churn immediately. So even though the triangularity is there, once you're at a specific skill level, maybe it doesn't come into play until later. Whereas in Halo, it's like always there. So maybe it's a consistency thing of this triangularity existing. Not sure. We will, as Halo, as Halo Infinite gets closer, you know, I'm going to have a fuck ton of stuff. Uh, I'll dive. I'll th- I'll think a little bit more about Halo. Have some examples, but yeah, these uh, these moment to moment situations that it, it's interesting. Where a lot of the our favorite games, it's like triangularity options are uh, coming to mind quite easily, right? So like uh, maybe there's uh, some. It, it's interesting in the book himself. Jesse Shell calls out once you start looking for triangularity in games, you're going to find it everywhere. A dull, monotonous game can quickly become exciting and rewarding when you add a dash of it. You know, so a clean, really simple example of that, and a lot of platformers have this. But Celeste, one of the recent very, very good platformers, has these strawberries that are like secrets in the levels. You can see them though, and they're just harder to get. So you can make the risk to go up this hard platforming path to get the strawberry to get this reward eventually, or you could just go through the level normally right like secrets and like hard to reach stuff like lives in Mega Man there were always the big heads of uh like Mega Man heads that were lives that were always harder to get right these right these um these like hard to get power-ups are a great triangular example that shows up in tons of games yeah Halo and a lot of other shooters with power-ups like on the thing of power-ups like you know you have them in certain points in the map that really create like uh control choke fo- you know it 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 um, dictates in a lot of way the strategies and movement around the map, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Another game with great triangularity that I love, Super Monkey Ball. Um, I haven't talked about that in a while. Where, where's the triangularity there in regards? So the to- triangularity is in your decisions on how to approach the level, right? Because there's, um, you can either go the normal path down the level. Or there's mm-hmm. places where you can like jump over a gap or like fall down in a weird way or like try and cut corners. I think racing games have a similar level of triangularity. Like Mario Kart with shortcuts where you have to take a risky turn to get to the shortcut. Yeah. But then if you sure. make it, you can go. This is very similar to how I feel about Super Monkey Ball, right? There are like shortcuts you can take that could be really intense. Okay. I guess maybe you just that one time you came over and you're showing some levels is probably because it was like an intro level or something, but like didn't. It seemed like it was it was kind of there's more or less like a way to beat yeah, it. Yeah, no, like there a, are later levels that are definitely not that way, that there are lots yeah. of ways to beat them. Cool. Um You know we uh touched on this a little bit ourselves outside of the podcast, but now it's time to bring it in here. Quick time events. What do you think about quick time? So I I initially posed to Skylar, uh, I was telling him, you know, quick time events kind of rob the um uh, rob you of the opportunity to introduce triangularity because i had the quick time events the example i was thinking was you know skyler's recent playthrough of cyanora wild hearts where there's these moments where it's quick time event is really just a timing event um and uh so i was like well what's the high risk low reward kind of a thing i know in some games there's a situation where it's like well you can hit that timing 
more precisely and like maybe get a bonus from hitting it better or something. But um, hitting it, but there's no risk reward to that timing thing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think rhythm games, ironically enough, are one of the worst examples of triangularity in general. Like most rhythm games have basically zero triangularity, at least uh, some of the less modern ones. Some of the more modern ones do have some triangularity where you can like do riskier things with your rhythm when you have choices. But like straight up DDR, zero mm-hmm. triangularity, right? Yeah, you and, just need to nail it. Right. It's way more about like optimizing, like perfecting a skill than it is about making a decision, mm-hmm. um, which is oh. interesting, right? It hits a different niche than this triangularity niche. But I do think there are quick time events that do exist that have triangularity. And those are quick time events that do give you a meaningful choice. Um, okay. There are do some, you have an example? Well, so... I don't think there are that many, honestly. I don't think this is done that often. We mentioned the Gears of War one earlier and um, when we were talking, and I think it has a tiny amount of triangularity, but not much, right? Like the Gears of War one, if people don't know, basically you can get a timing that reloads your gun way faster or like moderately faster or the normal speed, basically. Um, or bad. Can you do bad where it's Yeah, longer? you can do bad. You can fuck okay. it up and yeah. So potentially like if you're in an intense situation, making the decision to try and not time it so that you get the guaranteed okay one is potentially an instance of triangularity, but I think it's pretty minimal. Yeah, but it's kind of a stretch. Spy Party has one of the like best instances of triangularity. I think that whole game is honestly like a game of triangularity because you're making decisions about what missions to go for, whether you want to go for riskier missions, but you think the sniper might expect them less because they think, oh, he's going to go for the harder missions because why what wouldn't he? What do you mean he? go for a mission? Can you explain that again for us the non-spy spy party? for the spy is to complete a set of missions that the AI would not normally do. Um, okay. Those missions include inspecting statues, which is just standing at a statue mm, and looking at mm, for an abnormally okay. long amount of time multiple times, but they also include really blatant things like swapping a statue to a different statue or pulling a book out of a bookshelf and moving it to a different colored bookshelf um these are way more obvious things so decide what mission is an instance triangularity but then when you perform a mission you almost always do a quick time event and those quick time events are a big red bar and then a smaller white bar and a tiny green bar and in general at least in initial players would probably think that the green is the best always. And in a lot of situations, it's really, really good. But there are actually strategies that involve using the red and the white to accomplish different things because the visual like thing that happens in the mission, for example, when you're swapping statues, if you get the white, it just does a like slowly timed swap. If you get the green, it you just put the statue down and then the next AI that comes to that statue swaps it. And then the red... Okay swaps it in like a bad way where it flashes a bunch but it swaps it right away so the crazy thing you can do is that if you do the green when the ai comes over they will instantly swap the statue the second they pick it up which is not something you can do normally with white or green so it's kind of obvious if you're watching it but with red with a red swap you can immediately do a red swap and it can look like the ai swap you're an ai who swapped the statue Hmm. Hmm. so there's like layers and layers of depth here and risk reward triangularity um yeah in that game very cool you you know you're as you're saying there's layers and layers um links potter and tv gaming in the twitch chat right now are calling out Fortnite examples um and i think think these these actually extend to pretty much all battle royale shooters um they're talking about the dynamics of healing um you know what when you're 
when when a player goes down, what do you do? You know, a lot of times, like the better players will make sure that the coast is clear, right, before healing a teammate. But sometimes it's not comfortable. Like that that decision is not a comfortable one. Yeah, it's, you're trying some... to decide between whether you try and heal your teammate really quick before the guy pushes you, or you like try and defend them first. Yep. Because the reward of getting your teammate up is extremely high, but the risk is also extremely high because you're completely vulnerable, hence triangularity. Yeah. And, you know, I think that part of the reason, like when I, like I said, battle royales aren't my, my thing, but when I did, when I do play, um, the, those moments where you're sort of deciding how you want to maneuver around the map, where you want to go, um, and the decisions you kind of make as you move into areas, if that makes sense, right? There's like maybe a, like in PUBG, like a sort of little town thing or in Fortnite, an area, whatever. Um, you, you, you definitely have instances of, of triangularity there too. It's like, well, I would probably have a better angle on whatever, whoever's here. If somebody's here, if I push up this building or whatever, but I could just duck into cover here, but then I'm exposed here. So, um, I, I think that just adds to some of the excitement that battle royals, battle royals have going on top of that that element of their level design if you will totally yeah um another example is like care packages that drop in battle royales where like everyone on the everyone around can see the care package drop but so you can either decide to go for the care package because it could have a really good item but you also know you're going to be exposed there's another like triangularity and yeah battle royales are actually full of it and maybe that maybe that explains one of the reasons why they're so popular right it's got a it yeah it 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 has these the the recipe for excitement baked all all through throughout it, um, totally. you know. There's an idol game that has triangularity that I I think like I want to touch on real quick. That's actually okay. pretty cool. Um, it's ours. <laughs> so uh, I don't think we necessarily <laughs> had triangularity literally in mind when we did when we added innovation sprints to Agora. Right? We wanted to add. Um, it's honestly kind of like Jesse said, we want to add something that was a little exciting by the way it works by default for those who don't play is like you run the research command and you like a standard idle game, increase your research currency at some constant right over rate. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, innovation sprints introduce this thing where you wager a percentage of your research total or your currency total um, for some amount of return back that ranges from a negative return to like a significantly positive return. Right. That's even higher than the research you could gain over the time you would spend to do that sprint. Yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, we, we do see a lot of people. It's interesting. We see a lot of people sprinting also high totals, right? Like the, the max amount that they can sprint. Uh, I, I mean, there's the lure of the high risk, right? Like, or I'm sorry, the high reward of like the getting the big multiple back. But, uh, we, uh, we, there's definitely plenty of examples of people, um, not getting positive returns <laughs> as well. I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, triangularity sort of plays off just the general human, like, desire to do these high, high risk, high reward things. Like, I, it just makes me think about gambling, right? Like, right. the, like, instinctual desire to do, like, these gambling things where you could get a big reward, but you're risking a lot is, like, the core of triangularity. Triangularity just adds another option so that you're not forced into either one. You can make the decision that's right for you, which is cool, right? I really mm -hmm. like that. Um, yep. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just trying to think of another style of game that could have triangularity. I mean, does Ori have triangularity? How do you feel about that? 
I think it does. I mean, because I think there's a lot of times where you're traversing the levels, especially as you get more um, powers and stuff, where you are, are given the opportunity like, okay, there's maybe a an initial – because there's a lot of like replaying through spaces that you can do in Ori. So, maybe the initial way either to unlock items or get some powers or whatever. So, you'll have situations where like the – let's say the default initial way of going had like a, the, the design was with platforms, like whatever little rock ledges that you jumped up. Um, but when you come back, um, you have, you sometimes you'll get to a point where you like have to use a new power that you have. But prior to that, you have examples of like, well, now the, that enemy that before was shooting a projectile. And at that point was sort of just a one dimensional, like avoid the projectile and survive kind of an encounter. Now it's, I can leverage the projectile to leap my way to a new spot or something. But, uh, so I, I'm struggling to see that this is triangularity, though. I'm not sure this is. And I, this is actually the, your discussion right there. I think basically convinced me that that game does not have triangularity. I don't think. Okay, let's hear your reasoning. I just don't think like where's there's not a high risk, high reward thing that you're being encouraged to do. Yeah, you can use your abilities to get through areas faster, but that's not like. That's nothing. That's not triangularity. There's not a mechanic introducing triangularity there. The reward is only going through quicker. It's not like giving you any real reward in the game. Mm, I don't know. I think in some of the situations where you have to execute that mechanic to leverage it, you expose yourself. But that's not triangularity, right? Because you have to do it. There's no choice. To no, get no, to I'm the saying, area, I'm saying there are spaces. No, no, yeah. The, the, I'm not talking about those places. Like, there's places where as you go back, like, you have to use your power right. to, and to get it. there are areas where you could to go faster, but there's no actual reward for doing it, but going faster. But going faster. But that's not a, that's not But going faster or by killing more people. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Well, you're objectively wrong. <laughs> he has a uh, like, happy there's reward. just way more obvious intentional instances of triangularity to the point where i'm not gonna like hand out a triangularity freebie to a place where it doesn't exist <laughs> you know okay. like the celeste strawberries for example right like if there was a secret you could get only by doing some high risk thing in ori then sure and that may exist but like that would be an example of triangularity to me but just like being able to use your abilities the right way to do shit like you're gonna do that anyway that's not triangularity well, I don't know if it's the right way. It's like you can use them that way. I think right. playing when you go move back through the spaces, there's examples of that. Hmm. All right. We can agree to disagree. I go. love Ori, but it's no triangularity there for me. Um, yeah. What about how about board games? Do you have some good examples of board games with good examples of triangularity? I mean, so this is like getting back to that gambling idea, right? Like. Uh, any game that has an element of randomness or luck will have triangularity just by inherently, right? Because you decide if you have like uh, multiple options, right? Like I can decide in blackjack to hit again or stay, right? And that is in a sense triangularity, right? Because either yes. I'm risking to get a higher value, but I could also bust, or I can just be chill and hope that something bad happens to someone else, right? And not take the risk. So I think a lot of games exist with that aspect in it but um and there's a whole genre of board games called push your luck board games which exist which are like take advantage of this concept right like yeah um do you want to keep going you can keep getting more loot but if you bust you lose it all right and this mm -hmm. happens in video games too there are examples of that and that's some interesting triangularity that's very much the innovation sprint triangularity like 
strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we have I've, we have links literally saying he got a two hundred and thirty percent gain one time from a sprint. So um almost what over three times as good as what he put in and a twenty percent gain one right. time. So So and so even in non pusher like games though, I think we can find triangularity. In games that are just like that even in a full information game like chess, as TV Gaming mentions, I think that we could find triangularity there because you can always, in a game where you have the opportunity to outsmart your opponent, go for like a bluff move, like a move that is not the optimal move, but if your opponent fucks up in response to your move, you get a huge benefit. But if they don't, you get it's worse for you than if you had just gone with the safe move, right? You can always mm-hmm. make risky moves in these games that could give you higher benefit rather than taking the safe path. Yeah. I've actually been playing a lot of chess lately, so straight at my heart. TV Gamer really? and I are going to have to have a one-on-one chess stream sometime. I used to play, uh, me and Brittany used to play chess, like the online chess, and you had like 24 hours to make a move. Oh, the, like the, the daily chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been playing the, the opposite of that, which is one minute chess, where you have one minute to complete all of your moves for the game, and if you run out of time, you lose. This is going to inspire some other whole subsequent topic one day of like char- the characteristics of games, including play time and all this stuff. We, t- we touched <laughs> on it. But anyway, um, so yeah. I think the verdict is that as we start to think about some of our favorite games, it's easy to find examples of triangularity. Except for rhythm in. games. <laughs> except for rhythm games. Yeah, yeah, except for rhythm games. There's none. Yeah, I guess not. Like how like, like at how least would you classic even, rhythm games, right? Like DDR. I'm trying to think, like how how could you potentially even implement it? It'd almost be like there's like optional things. Right, that like you extra could do. notes you could hit. But you don't have to. But if you do, you get some benefit. Yeah. And well, and if you miss, there's got to be some kind of, I don't know. That, I guess there doesn't have to be so, for the triangularity definition. Um, but um, I think that covers you know, triangularity miss, in a it, nutshell. It, it, it maybe um, at least makes it difficult. That's the high risk element of us? it to well, like let me maintain you, the rest find, of the rhythm. Um, you can find something. us at Instagram, uh, so. Twitter, TikTok, Twitch. Kale Koala underscore ENT. Find us in all those places. Not on Mixer, though. <laughs> goodbye, Mixer. We didn't talk about it, but goodbye, Mixer. Um, we You can also find us on YouTube now and on Facebook. Search for Kale Koala Entertainment. Uh, what's our YouTube link, Anthony? Uh, the easiest way to find it is just at our website, KaleKoalaEntertainment.com. Okay. We get the YouTube link. There's also, um, in addition to that, you can find us on Discord. Tell them how to get there. Uh, again, KOKoalaEntertainment.com is going to be your one-stop shop for all KOKoala yeah. stuff. You can get the Discord link. Um, because Discord uh, is ver- verification stuff is still down, uh, we can't just snap you a cool URL. You can also find it in the handle of, uh, I'm sorry, in the bio of our social media accounts like Twitter, Instagram, at KOKoala underscore ENT. So, yeah, I told them those. So... If you're not watching this on YouTube, our podcasts are now uploaded on YouTube and also recorded live on Twitch. So you can come watch them on Twitch Mondays at uh, 8.30 Eastern, or you can check them out on YouTube. You definitely should check this one out on YouTube and skip to right around now so you can see Anthony's goofy face that he made when he lagged out and I had to do the outro that I never have to do. So come check that out. And yeah, I guess we will see everyone next time. Um... I don't know what the topic's going to be. I don't know if we're going to do a triangularity part two, but 
tune in next week to find out. I think some more genre ones would be interesting if I can get Anthony to play some of those games. So, yeah. Talk to you guys later. See ya. Goodbye. Dude.